Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We have the same spirit of faith. And so, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Faith is the victory. Faith. You know, we believe God, we speak the word, we act on it. If the enemy can get you outside of your faith, he can get you outside of the will of God. But it takes go in faith, and it takes stay in faith. <laughs> You're going to live by faith. So repeat after me, 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So our faith, we have the confession of faith. We have the spirit of faith. We can have the pioneer spirit. You know, in 2 Corinthians 4.13, the New King James, it says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore I speak, we also believe, and therefore we speak. Hallelujah. You know, we've talked before that we have to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. You know, that's from 1 Timothy, I think, 6, 12. But anyway, you know, in Timothy, you remember Timothy was exhorted by Paul to fight a good fight. He was exhorted by Paul to war a good warfare. So we can even have that in these days. You know, today I was reading in 1 Kings uh, about Elijah, and I started in... 17 if you read from 1 Kings 17 through 1 Kings 19 there's quite a few times it talks about I think nine times but you may have more <laughs> where it talked about the word of the Lord or the voice of the Lord or the Lord said we need to be listening for his voice if we want faith. And we see Elijah, I believe Elijah the prophet, uh, he even got into fear. And any of us can too. You know, first, the, the Lord told him the word of the Lord in uh, 1 Kings 17, uh, starting with uh, verse 2. The word of the Lord came to him, saying, Now this is after the Lord told him to prophesy there was going to be a drought of three years. 
where there wouldn't be dew or rain. And so the Lord's going to take care of us no matter what happens. And so uh, in, in this time, you know, restoration always begins with the word of the Lord. So what the prophet speaks is important. We need to listen to the prophetic word, and that's how you know if the prophet is lining up with God because there are false prophets and there are true prophets even today. And so uh, restoration will always begin by what the prophets are declaring the word of God to say. Can you see that? So they're never apart from the word so even when we preach the word it's a prophetic word because you're giving the word of the lord and you're following his spirit and this word is full of prophecy it is a love letter from god and so i couldn't help thinking when we connect heaven and earth, then we're going to connect earth again with God, with his government. You know, we pray, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you not believe we can bring heaven to earth? Most Christians don't think that way, even though they may pray that way. But you can, by your faith. And it's important that we realize that in these days, we face the same spirit that Elijah thought he had defeated. He thought he defeated the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. Well, he did then. But see, Jezebel had 400 prophets that she fed at her table. And then she sent him this letter, you know, telling him <laughs> after his big victory, you know, that's on over there ways. The victory on Mount Carmel is in the 18th chapter. And then him fleeing from Jezebel is the 19th. So you'll have to read that on your own. But, you know, uh, he, he was afraid. After he, and how do you let fear overcome faith? You think on it. Elijah had just overcome by God. A great victory. He had defeated and done away with the 450 prophets of Baal. You can read it yourself in, in 1 Kings 18 on Mount Carmel. And see, God has taken care of Elijah. And he's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of his people. Remember, I've said before, 
even in Moses' time, in the land of Goshen, there were none of the plagues that came on Israel. So we can have faith to believe God to keep us safe in times like these. But we need a Savior. We need the anointing. We need the Holy Ghost. We need to be able to pray. And even as I began with Elijah, the prophet, you know, John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. Remember that? He came in the spirit of Elijah. You know, Elijah, we'll deal with him first, but God is leading this so we know how he wants to go. I think... Uh, over and over and over as I went through reading, it would say the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And he would do it. He would speak it. And it would come to pass. Because it was the word of the Lord. But when we get over to the 19th chapter, you know, uh, here Jezebel hears about all he did at Mount Carmel. And so, she really threatened him. She sent a messenger in verse 2 of 1 Kings 19. And she says, So let the gods do to me and more, if I don't make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Well, had God taken care of Elijah? Do you think he would have taken care of him then? But he was tired. It takes a lot out of you to confront evil continually. You have to stay in faith. You have to have a relationship with God where you keep built up. And when he shows you something wrong, you get it right. You don't let it go on. You don't have the opportunity to just say, well, I'll do it Sunday or Wednesday or another time. No, deal with it then. The sooner we get rid of the things that would cause us to go down, the better we'll be. And so I believe he stopped listening to the word of the Lord and he began to listen to Jezebel's messenger and how does fear come just like faith he thought on it he was distracted from the word of God and so I believe God had to take him to the mountain of Horeb to reinstate him to where he would hear God again. You have to leave the distractions. It may be people. It may be something you enjoy reading. It may be phone calls. <laughs> it may be a lot of things. It may be things that have to be done, but they can wait. We have to know there's an appointed time. 
and we want to be in the appointed time. Because I believe time is speeding up. It may be because I'm older in many ways, but I'm younger in spiritual ways. So even though I'm growing older physically, I'm growing younger in the spirit and getting more energy. And, you're, and God is able to show me new things. And you can be the same. And so then that could make your uh, outer body and your mind and the whole of yourself live longer. To 120 or longer, who knows? If Christ doesn't come, we believe he will. But anyway, God had to reestablish in Elijah that it was not just power, but the relationship of hearing God had to be reinstated over hearing Jezebel. It's the same today. You listen to the news, and if that's all you hear, you're in trouble. You're going to have fear. But if you don't, if you say, no, coronavirus will not touch my life, no, the darkness can never overcome the light. Jesus is the light of the world that lives in me, and I have overcome already, and I will continue to overcome, and no government and no other entity takes the place of Jesus. God is first. Always God is first. We are not going to come to the place where if they put a gun to your head and ask you, are you a Christian? Absolutely. We know God is in us, above us, and we are victorious. I got a letter this week from a man that told me three times he had been held up by gunmen in his shop. And the first time, he got afraid. And he was in a shop, you know, that he had, and it had TVs in there. And on the TV, there was, uh, it came across, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And he said that was exactly what he needed. And he's still alive today. He didn't go into how he overcame it. But I'm just telling you, even Elijah, no matter how much God has spoken, you need a current relationship that God speaks now. He speaks through his word. He speaks by his spirit. He is always speaking if we will take time to listen and then to do whatever he said. But now look at this. Jezebel had threatened him, and he ran for his life. And so, in verse 4, he got into a pity party. 
He, you know, sometimes we think we're the only one going through stuff. And he went a day's journey in the wilderness, and he thought his life was over. He wasn't any better than anybody else. But what happened? God sent an angel. Do you know angels can attend your way? And the angel touched him after he lay down and slept and said, Arise, eat. That's verse 5. And he looked, and there was a cake. That's the true angel cake. And it was baked on coals, hot stones, and there was a jar of water. So he ate and he drank, and he lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise, eat, the journey is too great for you. So he arose and he ate and he drank and listened to this. He went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb the mountain of God. Look at that. And so he went into a cave. He spent the night. And it, the word of the Lord came and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> you think God knows everything you do? Absolutely. You can't just be a good little person on Sunday and live like the devil on Monday or say well I'm not gonna I'm gonna follow God this much but not that much no it's all or nothing either you're his and belong to him or you don't and it comes through what you choose your choices and it comes with staying in the word and yes there may be areas that we're, he's patient with us on, that we haven't arrived. But at the same time, we have to look toward God and bring him into everything we do. If we're reading a book, no, God's there. If we're doing something for someone else and he sends you, no, God is there. Listen to see what he wants you to do. Don't just worry about uh, if you'll offend them, you may be supposed to offend them. Maybe nobody else would, and it might turn them to God. I would rather that I offended somebody and they ended up in heaven than that I was afraid to tell them the truth in love and they went to hell. They're increasing in my heart is compassion for the lost. And I've had it from the beginning. But increasingly, it doesn't matter what they think of me. I so want them to know Jesus and to be filled with the Spirit. And so wherever I go and whatever, I'm going in the name of the Lord. And if I'm home, I'm there in the name of the Lord. And so I listen. And I try to do whatever he says. 
And yes, sometimes I miss it. And then I repent. And he restores me. And he'll do the same for you. But you have to know Jesus in a personal way. It's not joining a church. And so, after he got past that, the Lord said, on verse 11, Go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord. And so, the Lord passed by, and there was a great strong wind that tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces. Is our God mighty? Yeah. But is he more than mighty? Yeah. The Lord wasn't in that wind. All right, after the wind, there was an earthquake. Do you think sometimes the power of God is like an earthquake? He wasn't in that earthquake. It was destruction, wasn't it? Our God doesn't destroy. After the earthquake, a fire. Remember, our God's a consuming fire. But this fire was not of God. But after the fire, there was a still, small voice. Think of that. He had to get away from the distractions. He had to be ready for the journey, even running away. God loved him, and he loves us. And look what happened. He, ra he heard the still, small voice. It may have been delicate, whispering. God wasn't shouting at him. So Elijah heard it and wrapped his face in his mantle and went and stood in the entrance of the cave. And the voice came to him. Remember, he's going to say the same thing again. What are you doing here, Elijah? Why are you trying to run away? Do you think I can't handle the 400 prophets at Jezebel's table? <laughs> I mean, he'd already handled the 450 prophets of Baal, but look how many there were. And so, the Lord gave him what he had to do. And so, I would like to not continue that, but I believe he was reinstated because he it told things that he had to do, even though it, he was able to do his successor. And then... Compared to John the Baptist, we go over and, and uh, let me get that here. John the Baptist, you remember. Uh, Elijah, it says if, if we can receive it, then we can know that John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. And so you remember that 
John the Baptist in Matthew 14, 6. Well, I'm just going to give them to you and then just read one of them. And then Mark 6, 19 and 22 and Luke 3, 19. It tells about how Herod had uh, married his brother's wife, Herodias, and she danced for him. And, uh, you know, they had heard all the different things Jesus, you know, was doing. And so, anyway, uh, with uh, Herodias, she was very fleshy. You know, you've heard of the seven veils and her dance that she did that Hollywood got a hold of. But, uh, you know, Herod said, to the half of my kingdom, I'll give it to you. And so she went and asked Herodias, her mother, and what did she ask for? The head of John the Baptist. Well, I believe it's always a clash between the word of the living God and the spirits of darkness, the devil, and that this was a clash between Jezebel spirits. You know, it, it is still going on today in the civil, spiritual governments of the world. We have to listen to our God. We have to know that we can be strong and do exploits. For our God says, return to me, and you can be my minister. You can be my mouthpiece. But we have to return to him with all our heart. We cannot be those that entertain fear. The other day I got this from the Lord. Will you not reverence me, saith the Lord? Repent. Listen to me. Obey me. Live your life in me. Run to me. For I am the Lord. And I declare, we reverence you, Lord, in Jesus' name, as a part of the church here at Dunamis. We declare that our responsibility is to bring others to the mighty hand of God and that we will live in the authority of God's word. Thank you, Lord, that you are living in me, and I will be a wise and faithful servant. Father, we give it into your hands, what has been shared today. Let us war a good warfare every day in the name above every name, Jesus, our Lord. By the power of your spirit, we need to be filled and refilled so that we are always ready 
for the challenge. Amen.